بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم سورت المزمل سورت المزمل is a مکی سورہ part مکی and part مدنی the first part of the surah was revealed in مکہ and the last part of the surah was revealed in مدینہ and others say that the surah is مکی part of it was revealed in an earlier stage and the rest of it was revealed later on And there is a narration in which we learn that Sa'ad bin Hisham, he asked Aisha radiallahu anha that tell me about the night prayer of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. How would he pray in the night? And she said, Do you not recite the surah, Ya ayyuhal muzzammil? That haven't you read suratul muzzammil? If you had read it, you would have known what the night prayer of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was like. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa to perform the night prayer. And different details regarding it are given in this surah. So from this we learn that this surah is about what? About what? About the night prayer. Aisha radiallahu anha said that Allah made qiyamul layl obligatory at the beginning of the surah. So when the first part of the surah was revealed with those verses... the night prayer was made obligatory. So the Messenger of Allah wasallam and his companions prayed Qiyamul Layl every night for one year. Every night. For one year this happened. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the last part of the surah after an entire year. And the last part of the surah, as we will see, makes the night prayer voluntary. That it's not fard, rather it is voluntary. Now remember that the five prayers, they were legislated towards the end of the Meccan era. When the Prophet ﷺ went for the journey of Mi'raj. However, before that, there was prayer, meaning people did pray. There was salah. There are numerous narrations that tell us about the Prophet ﷺ performing salah in Mecca. Like for example, that story where The Prophet ﷺ was praying in the Haram near the Kaaba and when he went in sujood, what did the mushrikeen do? They brought the intestines of a camel right, and they threw it on top of him when he went in sujood. So this means that there was prayer even at the early part of the Meccan era. right? So yes, it was the five prayers were legislated later. And here we see that This can be understood that in Mecca also, in the early era, the Prophet ﷺ was instructed to perform the night prayer. That was obligatory. And then after some time, it was no longer obligatory, it was made voluntary. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Ya ayyuhal muzzammil. O muzzammil. O you who is in the state of tazammul, who has wrapped himself up in his garment, in his blanket. Ya ayyuhal muzzammil. This is a very affectionate address from Allah to His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This is a very prevalent way, you could say, amongst the Arabs, that how they would address someone, not by their name or their kunya, or by the state that they were in. Not derogatory, this was simply out of love. 
Once Ali radiallahu anhu was sleeping in the masjid and he was upset with Fatima radiallahu anha. They had had a, an argument. So he went to the masjid and he was sleeping over there. The Prophet ﷺ came looking for him. And since he was sleeping on the ground, there was some mud on him. The Prophet ﷺ said, Ya Aba Turab. Oh you, literally, father of mud. Meaning one who is covered in mud. You muddy one. And then once the Prophet ﷺ slept in the house of Fatima and Ali anhum. And their children, Hassan and Hussein, were also there. And in the night, one of them woke up and he was asking for water. So the Prophet ﷺ went, caught water for his grandson in order to give him. And the other one started asking for water. This is something very common, right? One child is asking for something. And because he's asking for it, the other one wants it too. Right? Before that, no idea that water even existed. But now since my brother wants it, I want it too. And I want that cup. Alright? And I want it first. And I want that same cup. So anyway, same thing happened here. So the Prophet ﷺ said no. He gave it to the one who asked for water first. And Fatima she said, seems like you like him more. He said, no, it's because he asked for water first. So what happened? The Prophet ﷺ said to Fatima, that you, وَهَذَا raqid, This sleeping guy, and these two children, you will be with me on the day of judgment. We will be together on the day of judgment. And again, you see, he referred to Ali radiallahu anhu, not as Ali, your husband, my son-in-law, or my cousin. No, he said, هَذَا raqid, This sleeping one. Why did he say that? Out of love. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal muzammil, O you who is wrapped up in his garment, you know, under the covers, snuggling away. This is a very loving address, a very affectionate address. Now, what does muzammil mean? Muzammil from the word tazammul, zai mim lam. And tazammul is to basically wrap oneself up in a cloak, in a blanket, or in a garment. Why do you cover yourself in your blanket or you take your shawl and you just wrap yourself around it? Why? For the sake of comfort. Right? You're cold, you wrap yourself up in order to get warm. You know when you're nervous, you're scared, do you get cold? When you have work to do, do you get cold? Like in the night and you have an assignment to submit and there's literally 15 minutes left and you're, you start getting cold? Right? Why? Because you're worried. So tazammul is to take cover, right? to wrap something. Why? Out of fear or due to some weakness. Because zumail from the same root is used for someone who is afraid. For someone who is? Who is? Afraid. When do people get under the covers? When do they snuggle? In the night. And when you go to your bed and you wrap yourself up in your blanket, what comes to your mind? What comes to your mind? All the work you have to do. Right? All the assignments you have to submit. All the problems that you're facing in your life. And when it is time to wake up, what is it that makes it difficult for you to get out of bed? Because you know that now it's another day full of work. And I don't want to do it. And so to avoid it, what do you do? You say five more minutes. You say ten more minutes. There's still a lot of time. Fajr is now like 
You know, it ends so late. Go ahead. Snooze, exactly. Keep hitting snooze. When you dread your work, when you're afraid of the problems that you have in your life. Exactly. This is why when a person is suffering from depression, they like to sleep a lot. They like to keep the curtains closed and darkness in the room so that they can sleep more. And you will see in your life also that when is it that you want to sleep more and more and more? When is it that you find it difficult to wake up? Is it because you are not eating enough? Oh, you are. It's because you don't want to do all that work. You just don't. So you want to stay sleeping. So the Prophet ﷺ, once when he was sleeping, the angel brought him wahi, and he recited, Ya ayyuhal muzzammil, O snuggling one, qumil layl, get up in the night, stand in the night. Stand the night, meaning spend it in standing. Instead of lying down and snuggling, you should spend the night Standing. Why stand? To pray. You're afraid of your problems? There's too much to do? All your work is frightening and overwhelming? You need some strength? You need some determination? You need some motivation? You need some courage? Then don't spend the night sleeping. You have to get up and pray. layl. And what do we think? Sleep more and some more so that you can have the strength to do your work. Whereas sleep, extra sleep, is not going to bring you any more strength. Isn't it? Because what's going to happen? As you will wake up late, you have lost the time of barakah. You're going to rush in the morning. And because you started the day rushing, you're going to be panicking the entire day. You're always late, late. You're just almost barely getting things done. So the secret to getting your things done, your work done, is not getting extra sleep. It is actually giving up some of your sleep. And this is a reality. You see, this is a surah that was revealed earlier in the Makki era. And one of the first things the Prophet ﷺ is told is to get up in the night and pray. Meaning cut down on your sleep. Whatever is important in your life, demands that you sacrifice your sleep for it. You know, for example, when a woman becomes a mother, yes, she gives up many things, but one of the first things that she gives up is what? Her sleep. Right? Like I remember when my first child was born, I don't think I got a full night's sleep for the first six to eight months. And finally when I did, it was like, wow, I used to sleep like that. Really, there was no concept of sleeping at night and then waking up at Fajr. No, it was just every two hours or one hour. And once he slept for like four hours and I'm like, is he alive? (laughs) And I've heard many women say that. So this is, you know, a rule. When you have something important to do in your life, you must give up your sleep. Some of it at least. The Prophet ﷺ is told, قُمِ layl, Stand in the night. إِلَّا قَلِيلًا Except for a little. Meaning how much do you stand in the night? Not all night long, just a little. How much is that? نِصْفَهُ Half of it. Meaning half of the night. 
او اور انقص ریڈیوس کٹ شارٹ من ہو فرام اٹ فرام وٹ فرام دا ہیف آف دا نائٹ کلیل لٹل میننگ ون آپشن از دیٹ یو اسٹینڈ ان پریئر فار ہیف آف دا نائٹ اینڈ ایف ناٹ ہیف آف دا نائٹ دین پری لیس دین ہیف آف دا نائٹ سو اتھرڈ آف دا نائٹ اور اے کوارٹر آف دا نائٹ یو گیٹ اٹ نصف ہو ہیف آف دا نائٹ اوین قسمن ہو قلیلا اور ریڈیوس لٹل فرام ہیف آف دا نائٹ سو پری فور اتھرڈ آف دا نائٹ اور کوارٹر آف دا نائٹ او اور زد علیہی زد ایڈ ٹو اٹ سو دا فرسٹ آپشن از ہیف آف دا نائٹ دا سیکنڈ آپشن از سبٹریکٹ اے لٹل فرام ہیف آف دا نائٹ اینڈ دا تھرڈ آپشن از ایڈ ٹو ہیف آف دا نائٹ سو پری اپ ٹو ٹو تھرڈز آف دا نائٹ واٹ آر دا تھری آپشنز گیون ہیف اور لیس دین ہیف اور مور دین ہیف لیس دین ہیف ووڈ بی third of the night quarter of the night and more than half would be two thirds of the night or three quarters of the night so whatever is possible for the night but on average half of the night a little more a little less no problem but what to do in prayer just pray nafl after nafl a hundred in a row no waratil and recite alquran the quran tartila with tartil with a measured recitation the goal of the night prayer is what recitation of the quran so much quran is being revealed how will you keep it you see the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was receiving revelation in parts right and you see when you learn something new one day and then after two days you learn something else that is new and then two days later something else you know like when you go to class one day and then after two days another class and the next week another class and with every class you get readings and then so much gathering up right so how will you remember all of it many times learning new information becomes difficult why because you haven't mastered your previous one or you learn new information and because of that you forget what you learned previously so then what's the solution keep learning and keep forgetting what's the solution learn more and master and review what you learned previously so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is told over here to review the quran in the night because so much quran is being revealed how will you keep it by reviewing it in the night and when the quran was being revealed it wasn't just that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had to recite it no he had to implement it So so many things you are learning how will you remember them by reviewing the Quran in the night do you have this fear we've learned so much of the Quran how am i going to make time for it how when am i going to review it when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is advised over here review it in the night you see the Quran is easy to learn because wala qad yassarna alquran lidhikr This is Allah's promise. It's easy to learn, but it is also easy to forget. It's also easy to forget. And the only way that you can keep the Quran is if you keep a living connection with the Quran. Meaning it's not an old one. Yes, you were connected with the Quran like two years ago. Every day, every day you were learning. And then now 
it's no longer the story, the story has changed. No. If you do that, you're going to forget the Qur'an. When you have a connection with the Qur'an, you remember the Qur'an. And when you disconnect from the Qur'an, when you stop reviewing it, stop reciting it, then what will happen? It's a natural consequence. You will forget it. This is a natural consequence of learning, that when you don't review what you have learned, you will forget it. Just because something entered your long-term memory doesn't mean you can recall it any time. No. You can forget it very easily. So, what is the way? Review the Qur'an. But when do you do it? There's so much stuff going on in the day. Isn't it? Every day there's something or the other to do. How do you reconnect with the Qur'an? When do you make time for it? In the night. This is why the Prophet ﷺ is told, وَرَتِّلِ الْقُرْآنَ تَرْتِيلًا Now the question is, what is tartil? Because gee, it's not tilawa. The word is tartil. Tartil from the word ratila, ratalam, ratila is to be in a good, even order. When something is arranged well. Okay? When something is arranged well. And it's also used for the beauty of something. Because when something is arranged in an orderly fashion, it also looks beautiful. Like for example, if you have books, like you have like 20 books, and you want to keep them all in a shelf. And you put them all randomly. So one really big one, one really small one, then a medium one, then a really tall one, and a really short one. Horrible. Right? But if you arrange them by size, right? In an orderly way, from the tallest to the shortest, then does it look beautiful? Yes, it looks beautiful. So, ratlul kalam, the ratl of kalam, of speech, is to put together words. How? Randomly? No. In a beautifully arranged way. And to pronounce them clearly also. To put together and arrange nicely the components of speech. And not just that, but to also pronounce them clearly. So there's two things here. There's beautiful pronunciation and there's beautiful arrangement. And when the two come together in speech then the delivery of that speech is beautiful. For example, sometimes you will hear something very beautiful, but you're finding it difficult to comprehend. It sounds beautiful, but you're finding it difficult to comprehend because you don't get the accent. You know what I mean? You don't get the accent. So, you know it's important, you know it's beneficial, but you know it's difficult for you to understand the accent. So, you find it difficult to appreciate it. Sometimes the words are clear, the accent is perfect. But what is being said? Difficult to comprehend. Tartil is a combination of both. That how the arrangement of speech is beautiful, and the pronunciation, meaning the delivery, is also beautiful. So what does it mean? Ali radiallahu anhu said that tartil is tajweedul huruf wa ma'rifatul Wukuf. To recite correctly, to recite the letters, the words, harakat, huruf correctly, but also to know where to stop, where to pause. That is tartil. Tartil is different from tajweed. Tajweed is to recite correctly. You know some recitations, the reciter has recited it with tajweed. Can you give an example of a reciter? Recites with husari, right? 
You know, when you're learning Tajweed, you're advised to listen to Mujawad recitation, meaning recitation that has been recited with proper Tajweed. But you will notice that in that, there's no tune. You know what I mean? It's perfect recitation, right? But it's lacking the Mishari style or the Sudai style. You know what I mean? Now, the Sudai style, what is that? He will pause somewhere and then raise his voice somewhere and then really elongate a mud somewhere, right? So even when you did not know what he was reciting, did you cry? You probably did. Because the way he was reciting just made you cry. Isn't it? So, tajweed is to recite correctly and tartil is to recite correctly and meaningfully. It's a meaningful recitation. When you know what you're reciting, when you're thinking about what you're reciting, when you're reflecting on what you're reciting. Now what happens generally is that when we focus on tajweed, we're like, don't think about it. Just focus on the ra and the sa and the hams and the this and the that. We focus on the tajweed rules. Very good. But don't forget the comprehension. And other times people say, well, you know what? Tajweed... Important, but I like to recite beautifully. Right? So in that beautiful recitation, the ayn is being compromised, or the ha is being compromised, or the seen and the sa are being mixed up. You understand? Or there's qalqala on letters on which there should be no qalqala. You know what I mean? So, tartil is what? A beautiful balance, a beautiful combination of correct recitation and meaningful, beautiful delivery. So, وَغَطِّلِ الْقُرْآنَ تَرْتِيلَ Recite the Qur'an with tartil. This is what the Prophet ﷺ is told. That the goal of the night prayer is to reconnect with the Qur'an. Not just to recite a certain number of pages, or a certain number of juz, or a certain number of surahs. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu said that لا تهذو القرآن كهذ الشعر Do not recite the Qur'an quickly as poetry is recited. Actually, we read poetry very slowly. Right? But you see some people when they're singing, they sing very fast, rap. Right? So fast that you're like, how did they manage to get these words out of their mouth so quickly? Isn't it? So he said, don't do that with the Qur'an. So when we're reciting the Qur'an, what happens is that with practice, with fluency, we develop a lot of speed. And with that speed, we're reciting so fast that it's not possible that we could comprehend and think about what we're reciting with our mouths. So he said, don't recite Qur'an quickly as poetry is recited. And do not spread it out like cheap dates are spread out. Meaning don't make it so slow and boring. It doesn't sound beautiful anymore. He said, pause at its wonders. Move hearts by it. وَقِفُوا عِنْدَ عَجَائِبِهِ وَحَرِّكُوا بِهِ الْقُلُوبِ Once a man said to Ibn Abbas عنه, that I read very quickly. And sometimes I manage to recite the entire Qur'an in one night. Wow. Imagine the stamina and the speed. I can actually recite the whole Qur'an in one night. I can do that very easily. And Ibn Abbas anhu said, reciting a single surah is more pleasing to me than doing what you do. When you recite 
make your ears listen. He said, when you recite, make your ears listen. When it comes out of your mouth, let it hit your ears and let yourself think about it and reflect over it. And he said, retain it in your heart. Meaning think about what you're reciting. So the goal is not just to recite the Qur'an in large quantities in the night prayer, but to recite it with tartil. And we see the Prophet ﷺ, sometimes he would recite one ayah all night long. Why? Because that same ayah he would recite it over and over again. The Sahaba did the same. Abdullah ibn Abbas anhu said that I spent a night with my maternal aunt Maymuna the wife of the Prophet ﷺ. And he said that the Prophet ﷺ got up in the night to pray. And he described the night prayer of the Prophet ﷺ and he said that I guess that he stood in every rak'ah as long as one would recite Surah Al-Muzzammil. So how long does it take to recite Surah Al-Muzzammil? How many verses is it? 20? Is it? And the beginning verses are also short, short, short. And then the last one is very long. So how long would it take a person to recite Surah Al-Muzzammil, not very long. So this shows that the Prophet ﷺ, his goal in the night prayer was not just to recite a whole lot of Qur'an. But what was it? To reflect upon the Qur'an. Tadabbur. Tartil is recitation with tadabbur. Correct recitation with tadabbur. Ibn Abbas anhu said, that two raka'a in tafakkur, meaning, you perform two rak'ah prayer and you think about what you're reciting, they are better than the prayer of all night long. Meaning if a person were to stand in prayer all night long and he's not paying attention to what he's reciting, instead of that, if he were to pray even two rak'ah with beautiful concentration and reflection, then that would be much better. So then what's the goal of the night prayer? What is it? It's to reconnect with the Qur'an. Not just the words of it, but the meaning of it. Why? You see, just as when you sit and you listen to tafsir, or you read tafsir, you read some beautiful article that has tafsir, what does that do? Does that revive your faith? Strengthen your faith? Bring you the motivation to do something? Now this motivation must come from prayer also. It's excellent to go to gatherings of knowledge, to read books, listen to lectures, etc. to strengthen our faith. But we must do this individually also. And how do you do that individually? By spending time with the Qur'an. And the best time to do that is in the night. The Prophet ﷺ said that it shall be said to the one who is sahib al-Qur'an the carrier, the companion of the Qur'an, the one who has the Qur'an in his life. It shall be said to him on the Day of Judgment, اِقْرَأْ وَارْتَقِ وَرَتِّلْ كَمَا كُنْتَ تُرَتِّلُ فِي الدُّنْيَا Recite and ascend and recite with tartil as you would recite with tartil in the world. You understand? Because some people, they take this hadith just for those who memorize the Qur'an. And it's unfortunate that people who memorize the Qur'an, not all, but many, then do they recite with tartil? No. Not at all. 
Because they have no idea about what they're reciting. So the Sahibul Qur'an will be told on the Day of Judgment, Rattil, recite with tartil, meaningful recitation, just as you would in the world. And your rank shall be at the last ayah that you recited. This is the reward for tartil. So, وَرَتِّلِ الْقُرْآنَ تَرْتِيلًا 